0: Hey everybody, this is Chad Jordan, director of marketing for Sport Clips Haircuts. This is another edition of our Hall of Fame podcast. I'm actually in lovely Southern California today and uh, I was here originally to interview one person, Barbara Montes, the uh, area manager of the year. Uh, the reigning area manager of the year, and when I got here, I realized I heard there's a story that I that we had to capture for the podcast. So, we are going to do that today. This is a bonus edition, if you will, and it's um going to be an episode that is part of our survive and advance series where we talk to especially stylists, uh, assistant managers, and managers that have recovered from addiction or if they've been battling cancer and their survivors and all that kind of stuff so my my guest today certainly fits the bill for the survive advance series which is why i'm excited to get a chance to sit down with her and find out a little bit about her story so without further ado can you please let me know why don't you give me your full name and uh the store that uh, that you're currently uh the assistant manager i believe at
1: yes uh my name is courtney kreitzer and I am the assistant manager at CA755,000 Oaks.
0: All right, so she's in Thousand Oaks, one of the best places to live in America, by the way. So uh, she's won the lottery there. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and team leader uh, Chamberlain's. Yes. okay. So course. she's working she's <laughs> working for uh, Ron and Robin and Spencer Chamberlain. And who's the manager at the, at the store?
1: Jocelyn Mark. Okay.
0: All right. So uh, sh- oh, the, reason this, uh, the reason this podcast got uh, going today is because we're at this uh, MTC, uh, Manager Training Camp, uh, this little class they're having here, um, which turned into an opportunity for me to, to interview Barbara Montez, like I said earlier. And uh, they were getting ready to take a break, and she was the only one who was gonna go take a, a smoke break or whatever. <laughs> and I, I tried to bribe her to quit, and I, I think I threw five thousand dollars out there as an as an option, maybe, and a free trip to Huddle, which I'm sure the Huddle ladies are gonna love hearing that me do that. But uh, but anyways, I said, well maybe we should have some contest, and and she actually started telling me that she's actually scaling back. And from a pack a day or whatever it was. Yes. And and now uh, is vaping or has a jewel or 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 something and that's helping her kind of curb her her nicotine and that reminded me oh there's somebody else uh, that we've interviewed on the Hall of Fame podcast Uh, and she was a a manager a co-manager in New Jersey who's done the same thing and she's quit smoking and now she's so anyways I started telling that story and then all the other uh, ladies at MTC said oh you got to hear her story for the (laughs) podcast because so it turns out that uh, she is a survivor of addiction. Uh, Courtney is. And uh, so whenever I hear that, and especially someone who's turned their lives around and is uh, flourishing at Sport Clips, I want to capture that story for all the world to hear. So that's what we're doing today. I I, want to get into it a little bit. So first of all, congratulations. You are how many years clean?
1: Uh, February 11th was my
0: two-year mark Okay, so two years clean, February 11th, right around Valentine's Day, look at that, yeah. so you get a double whammy there, <laughs> you get to celebrate and eat all the candy that you want on Valentine's Day yes. So two years clean, uh, from what was what was it that you had struggled with?
1: Um, meth, I was using meth intravenously
0: Okay and uh, you just woke up one day and said, "Hey, you know what would be good for me to do? No. <laughs> so how how Absolutely get, get me get me to the uh, to the start me on the path of uh, of understanding how you found yourself, uh, you know, addicted to to meth, and uh, and then we'll walk through how you how you got clean."
1: Um, okay, so um, high school, I was dating a pretty. I was in a pretty abusive relationship physically, sexually, mm-hmm. verbally, and that's when my addictive personality kicked in. It was more alcohol then. Okay. And then after I got out of that relationship... Was was
0: the relationship you were in, was he drinking a lot and doing all that as well, or... No, okay. I just needed it as Okay, a as a release, yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you said addictive personality, how did... At the time, did you know that you had this kind of personality? Is it something looking back now that you've had some years of recovery under yes, your belt that you recognize? I recognize that that was an addictive
1: behavior.
0: Traditionally, um, addictive behavior like that runs in the family, right? Yes. So uh, is was that true for you?
1: Absolutely. All right. Um, so getting to that, um, my dad is the one that actually introduced me to meth.
0: Oh, okay. So let's, that's that's a lot (laughs) to unpack there. We might need more than a half hour of this podcast. (laughs) So, your dad, uh, so you're in high school, you're getting through. This was
1: actually um, when I was 20.
0: Okay. So, uh, because high school was alcohol, right? That was the alcohol and just like, like lighter marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, The other stuff. Uh you survived high school, I assume, got out of that relationship at some point. That yes. uh, okay. hmm. And then uh how does how does how does a dad introduce a daughter to meth? Like how you know, walk me through that.
1: Okay, so obviously he's sick too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do take um responsibility that I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So that's me taking responsibility for that. But um my parents divorced when I was six years old, and he just like came and went as he pleased. So as I was growing up, I always wanted that father-daughter relationship. Oh sure,
0: there's a big, big hole in your heart you yes, know, for a daddy. Yes, and I'm just yeah. trying to fill it with right. a bunch of
1: different stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, it was just like he finally showed up one day, and he's like, oh, I forget how exactly it happened. It was just. I think he oh he was actually on my mom's balcony he came to take me and my sister out to lunch and my sister hadn't gotten there yet mm-hmm. and he actually opened a glasses case to get his glasses out but it was the wrong glasses case uh. and he's like oh this is the wrong glasses case I was like what do you mean and then he's like do you want to try it I was like sure which was wow. the dumbest decision uh, on your mom's balcony? Waiting—is yes.
0: it your younger sister who whatever my you're waiting for? My sister
1: is six years older.
0: Okay, so you're waiting for your older, uh, older more responsible sister, or she does not have uh, addictive okay All right. bone in her body. Uh-huh.
1: She's the fortunate one. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so is that <laughs> something like you when that happened? Did you right there and right then and there, or did he did he mean it like later on when when we're not at your mom's house? Do you want to do this?
1: It was right then and there. Wow, my okay. mom wasn't home. Okay, she okay, okay.
0: I see. Uh, so to pass the time, yes, <laughs> essentially is what what's going on. Exactly. Uh, you guys and you said uh it would needle, so you shot it or you you smoked what?
1: So it started off as as smoking mm-hmm. and then. I would like drive down he lived in Hawthorne so mm-hmm. like the bad area of LA <laughs> not 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 where we family. are
0: right now you're not yes. Orange County and yeah
1: so I would like take trips down there to go get high and then come back home and then it, and then it just started like being more consistent mm-hmm. and then I finally ended up down in LA and then <clears throat> my dad got kicked out of his apartment and then we were living on the streets. And
0: wow, so you're you're still you're you're with your dad through all of this. I mean, you guys yes, are kind of. So in my it.
1: dad has esophageal cancer. Okay. And.
0: At the time, he already yes. had it.
1: Wonder why? Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> um.
0: W- one of the dangers of drugs, especially exactly, that kind of drug.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I was kind of there to help. You were
0: caretaker. Yeah.
1: But also to get high. Yeah. <laughs> What's in it for me, too, right? Um, Yeah, and then we ended up just like living out of the car. It was kind of crazy, though, to think about how it all happened so quick. Cause I mean, I was in a full service lawn. Okay. Just, oh, like, so you, so you were already hair. a
0: cosmetologist. You're 20 years old. Yes. And you were pretty clean at that point, right? I mean, yes. you had gotten out of the bad relationship. You weren't really drinking as much. Well, I or was whatever. like smoking weed okay. occasionally, right. but not okay. like all the time. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I just you like, were high dropped. functioning at that yes, point, at least. I was yeah. still functioning. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so I just li- literally dropped everything, and I just let that drug just like totally wrap around my soul mm-hmm. and just like completely rock mm-hmm. me. Uh, <clears throat>
0: what about what about it made you think I I need this? I can't get away from this. Um, was it just because you felt like you were wired that way or was there something different about about meth and about the way you were abusing it that uh, appealed at the time?
1: I think it was more the fact that, okay, I'm here with my dad. yeah, And it's finally here. This day is finally here. And the meth was just like always there. Right. So it was just like kind of numbing the pain while trying to fix obviously we weren't fixing much yeah
0: yeah it's the fact that and i have so i have two daughters Mm -hmm. and a son uh and uh soccer is our addiction where we uh we uh, i coach I coach, (laughs) i coach their soccer teams and spend a lot of time with them but I can imagine if if we didn't have something healthy like that, I can imagine my daughter's yearning for for something that relationship and uh, and so that was the appeal for you, right? Yes. This effect that this is this is your chance to spend time with your dad. Of course, it wasn't high quality. It was n-
1: uh, no quality at all. Yeah, much because <laughs> like he, would, I don't. It's kind of like when you steal something from a store. Mm-hmm. Like he'll make me find he'll find receipts on the store parking lot. Like outside, and then if it was paid with cash, he would have me go steal it, and then he would go make the return. Okay. So like if I didn't do that, because obviously I dropped everything and I didn't have any yeah. income. Right. Like he would t- like bribe me and be like, oh well, I guess you're not eating tonight. Mm. Like kind of crazy. Yeah,
0: twisted for so sure.
1: So before my addiction, I was around like 120, 125. Mm. and within two weeks, I dropped down to eighty two pounds. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah walking and then, skeleton and then my immune system just went into complete shock yeah i ended up developing staph throughout my whole entire body that went into that went untreated and turned into MRSA, which is fatal
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that definitely put a dent in my self-esteem mm-hmm. and just like walking around all strung out and yep all bad yeah
0: and <clears throat> uh, do you have any uh, it's gonna sound crazy do you, do you have any pictures of you from I that actually time do. i have
1: okay. um pictures of my mugshots. oh on mug my shots. instagram so there's pr- there's <laughs>
0: there's uh, more than one there's multiple mugshots. Yes. so you you stealing you got caught a couple times is that what's going on um, or, i never
1: really got caught or possession lifting yeah. but i did end up stealing um cars <laughs> I stole two of my dad rentals cars. That was like in the midst of my addiction Mm -hmm. where I just like wanted to go home. So I he actually does a bunch of identity theft. Mm -hmm. So any car that he rented wasn't actually under his name. Yeah. So I would just like take the car and I would try to book it home. Mm -hmm. But he somehow some way he would always find me. Even like not at my mom's house.
0: And, and, then, and, and then what he would turn you in I mean
1: no he wouldn't turn me in he would yeah. just get the car like I remember I was trying to get back from Hawthorne to my mom's house in Thousand Oaks and I stopped at Target in the valley went into Target to go to the bathroom came back out and the car was gone but his boss's car was there
0: oh so, so he I, drove driven his boss's car yeah to I'm tracked you down or, yeah, yeah
1: it was weird so I still get, like, anxiety. Like, what if he's, like, tracking me or, like, following me?
0: So is your dad still alive, even with the esophageal cancer?
1: Um, I haven't heard from him. Okay. That's something I still struggle with. It's mm-hmm. like, cool, I haven't heard from you in, like, three months, four months, five mm-hmm. months. So it, it's definitely implanted in my mind, like, is my dad still alive? What's going right, on? Right. But it's all just a bunch of – I don't think he'll ever get it you
0: know yeah what you are obviously now you're in Hawthorne you're oh this is a picture of <laughs> wow you look like you're gonna kill me well as I'm looking at this picture <laughs> you, uh, I, I, um, I'd I be scared to see you on the street that's yes. for sure uh, but yeah that doesn't even look like you uh, I was
1: actually able to sneak meth into county Wow. <laughs>
0: Where there's a will, there's a way. There's a way, yep.
1: Um, What else? And then, yeah, so I finally got back to my mom's house, and I made a Plenty of Fish account, which is a dating website. And I found this guy in Chino Hills, and he was like, yeah, I'll just Uber you out here. Like, that's like a $300 Uber. (laughs) But okay. But I told him my story, and he's like, okay, I'm going to help you get clean and blah, blah, blah. Like, he ended up being – decent at first like Mm. he would give me vitamin b12 shots that will help me like not have as gnarly withdrawals.
0: had you tried to quit yet
1: uh i had but i mean if you're not it yeah it's very hard to quit off of a needle um yeah so he kind of took care for care of me for a while but i was still using just not as heavily Mm -hmm. obviously um Yeah, and then we ended up breaking up, and he told me he threw away my baby album and my Bible, and who 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 told you all this? This ex at the time, the one that took Uh me out to Shino Hills, and then...
0: Had you moved in with him? Is that why you had stuff? Yes. Okay, okay. I I moved in with him,
1: and then we broke up, and then he threw all my stuff away, and then I was... So I obviously went back to Hawthorne and was on the streets again, and then I... Like someday I looked at my keys and I was like, Oh, I still have his Corvette key on my keychain. Oh, wow. So I had a friend take me all the way from Hawthorne to Chino Hills and I stole his Corvette. <laughs> took the you Corvette are that and- crazy ex that yes. you know they warn all the boys about, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. So I stole his Corvette and I was riding around Hawthorne and just
0: joyriding or did you have a plan? I mean, was there, there was no plan. Okay. Yeah.
1: The plan was to steal his car Mm -hmm. and go back to Hawthorne and get high again, obviously.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So it was about two weeks after I had taken it and he was like, I was driving around and I took a turn into a parking lot and I just see all these cops behind me. Uh. I'm like, Mm-hmm. i'm over this yeah. is so bad and like they were actually holding me at gunpoint
0: oh uh, well because you had had this car you said two weeks yes so usually don't they you know get abandoned at some point and people realize somebody's going to come after looking for this thing but yeah
1: <laughs> honestly at that point i didn't really care because it's like if i go to rescue and go to jail it's a place to eat sleep
0: mm-hmm. and shower mm-hmm.
1: so and kind of the method me. to the madness yes Method to the yeah, math, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Pun, no pun intended, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, and that's what happened, right? So you get arrested.
1: I did get arrested, yeah. and I did go to jail, and.
0: Do they give you? Is it one of these where they offer? All right, you can either get clean, and we'll put you in a program, or you're going away for however many years. They
1: actually did not offer that to me. Um, no drug court or anything like so that. So since it, um, I forgot how did I get out of jail. I think they just released me because I did have a key to the car, and since oh, it's a okay. nonviolent crime, got it. They don't fully hmm. process you; you just get cited out, and then you get released on O.R.
0: California's like it. we got enough criminals; we just can't I know. process them all. If you're not so. killing, stabbing, yeah. or shooting <laughs>
1: anybody, you're free to go. <laughs> just come back for your court date. But I ended up picking up all these charges, and obviously, I didn't. I only made it to like possession court dates; like nothing major. And then after my ex's car, I took another one of my dad's rental cars.
0: <laughs> you hadn't learned your lesson.
1: No, but I, I, you know, and it's funny because every time I look at it, like the dad's rental car thing, there was two of them. Yeah. Each time I was trying to get home to like get myself together. Mm-hmm. And this time is when it was really crazy because um, I stole the last rental car and it was pushed to start. So, I was actually at a drug dealer's house picking up a sack, and it wouldn't start. I'm like, what is going on? Is it the battery? No, it can't be the battery. Like, trying to weave through all the problems, and then next thing you know, I see, like, cops pull up at a drug dealer's house. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is You're not the busted. right time. Yeah, right. But somehow, he, Nothing he got Nothing goes my off. way. Yeah, he got off. Um, obviously, I didn't tell him he was a drug dealer, mm-hmm. because that wouldn't be that great. <laughs> But, and then, yeah, I was seeing this one guy at the time, and he actually had enough money to bail me out. So he bailed me out, and then, what exactly? I think I went back to my mom's house, Mm -hmm. and then he, and then I realized my dad was actually in jail at the time. And this was, like, at my wits' ends. Like I've tried suicide. I've tried like getting clean on my own, everything, like mm-hmm. just narrowing it down to smoking it. Nothing would work. I was just done, completely over. Any a methadone depression. or anything at that point? Um for stimulants they don't give you methadone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Methadones for more opiates. Mm, okay. So I um I was just over it. And then I you know what, I made a plan to get into rehab before my dad got released out of jail
0: so that you guys don't so that yes and then i
1: I just completely mess it up all over again um and this time i i it wasn't court ordered or anything like that which in the end saved my butt because Mm -hmm. i finally got into the rehab it took me a couple of days to be like okay like they're like we'll take you whenever just come whenever you're ready it did take me a couple of days. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, this is, like, it was honestly the hardest change of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I can honestly say that. But it was what, the best. What change.
0: was the hardest part?
1: Checking myself in the rehab okay. and giving and, up and that whole lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But it was the best change of my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I finally got into rehab and I was there for 29 days. Where was it? Uh, Action Family Counseling in Piru. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's the middle of nowhere, right? Yes, kind of. It's on the way to Santa Clarita from Ventura. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So I I finished that program, and I'm still struggling with the fact that, like, I still can't have that father-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. So I really, really have to stick to my boundaries when it comes to my dad
0: did they address that a lot in rehab that yes. part
1: so when you go to rehab they come they give you like a whole action plan like what if this situation happens you have to stick to this plan and like what are your goals and like trying to stay clean like what limits are you willing to take to stay clean mm-hmm. so so far so good mm-hmm. um my dad did want to see me so my boundary i came up with a boundary with my mom that. If my dad ever wanted to see me, it would be with my mom or my sister or my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I cannot be alone with him.
0: Okay. And they would have to be in the actual room with you the entire time. Yes.
1: So he did actually, we did go to dinner. And I'm still struggling with it because it makes me angry because he, like, I told my mom what had happened. Because she's like, oh, he told me that his roommate introduced you to it and he got you hooked on it. I was like...
0: He was lying.
1: In my in my addiction, this was in my addiction when me and my mom had this conversation I was like, No mom, it was dad. Like mm-hmm. and she didn't believe me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like
0: that's tough to believe yes, an addict, right? Yes. So.
1: so she just didn't believe me and then once I got into recovery and once I just like laid everything out on the table, she's like, Oh, you weren't lying right. like and I you know what I feel for her because she, I know she She says she doesn't because I asked her not to be angry towards him about it. Mm-hmm. But I can see why she would be.
0: Yeah, of course. But You're a baby girl.
1: Yes. I honestly don't think she's that mad about it anymore because now me and my mom are like best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I can call her in any situation. Like, I can cry about dropping a chicken nugget on the floor if I'm just having one of those days. Uh-huh. And she will... Especially if Listen it's from Chick Fil A. Me. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> but yeah.
0: So you uh, two years, and yes. uh, rehab was the lifesaver. Rehab right? was the lifesaver. And, and establishing and then, boundaries.
1: Yes, and then I also did intensive outpatient for. They want to graduate you. I think it's after like five or six months, but I stayed longer because I didn't feel I was ready.
0: So you actually still live there. Or no, no, you, this
1: is intensive outpatient. Okay, so, it's, so um, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three hours each session. Okay,
0: are you working at that time? I was not. All right, so you had your had your calendar was free. Yes, for a little while, um, and you began to build a support team with your mom, uh, your sister, uh, you know, yes. boyfriend. Um, when, uh, when do you kind of get back on your feet professionally? So that's
1: the funny part. Um yeah, around it was around April, my mom's like, You need to get a job, blah 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 you know, obviously parents are like Were you, you living at
0: home or I was living at my mom's okay. after yeah, yes.
1: Uh-huh. And then um I was like, Oh my god, I really don't wanna like I was getting more depressed about it than anything. Um because she was like on my case and I was like I really don't want a job that isn't with hair isn't what I went to school Mm -hmm. for and then it's funny because a couple weeks later after I was having those depressing thoughts sport clips called me I didn't even apply online
0: that's like twilight zone yes
1: I'm like that was a total god shot right Uh there so it was Uh, funny uh, and And when I started I did did that
0: how did that happen how do you Reckon that happened where they just picked up the phone? Or are they like just randomly dialing numbers? Had somebody recommended you, or I have no idea. You still don't know? I still okay. do not know. All right. So they call you. Well, and you,
1: I was on Indeed, but uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't. I do. You not didn't apply. Remember, yeah. I did not apply on sportclubs.com yeah. So it was just like. No, are you
0: sure you got the right number? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like,
1: is this really happening? Uh-huh. Is it for real? Like. But yeah, it was just weird. And when they hired me, I did not know anything about men's haircuts. Like,
0: okay, so the full service salon you're at, it was it was all women. It, yeah, I was color, mainly or, yeah, focus- yeah, okay. focusing on women. Yeah.
1: So it was just like completely strange to me. Like, so yeah, Had I, any
0: desire to to go into men's hair at that point, or were you just? I wasn't your... thinking about it. Okay.
1: But I was totally up for the challenge because mm-hmm. it's what I went to school for, mm-hmm. and. I was kind of doubting myself, like I don't know if I can do it. Like I don't know how to do a zero fade.
0: Mhm. So, Harder than sure. it looks. Yeah, yeah. Very,
1: mm-hmm. very, much mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it took me a couple months to really master it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the location is it the one you're at now still, or yeah, when you got yeah. what was it? What's the store number again? Seven five five. Okay, C A seven five five in Thousand Oaks. Yes. Uh, and you now have been there how long?
1: Two years. In okay May. so May, it really did, sense, it, we'll it really
0: kind of coincided with your sobriety yes so as long as you've been sober it's like you've had sport clips in your life yes. so that's maybe another i'm not putting words in your mouth but it feels like another how is your team around you do they know your full story yes. is this going to be new a shock to them or no okay absolutely right.
1: everybody knows exactly mm-hmm. what happens and like whenever there's a new team member i kind of touch base on them or if they're like really like if they seem really into it i'll go into like full details well now, like, oh my god
0: <laughs> now you can just say hey go download this podcast yes. and uh, I'll, I'll, you know you can listen to it ask me any questions about it afterwards yeah um so what is the <clears throat> what is the best part about being sober
1: honestly everything i mean i feel like a whole new soul mm-hmm. and i feel like I kind of conquered that problem with mm-hmm. my dad. Like, obviously, I learned things the harder way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to just, like, take a situation and leave it. Like, I kind of have to, like, tiptoe on it to kind of see what it's all about. Um, but, yeah, I would say the support. Like, Sport Clips gives me a lot of support. Like, mm-hmm. Barbara. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Area manager who now, this will be the third time we've said her name on the on this podcast alone. So she's a big influence on a number of stores, a number of team members, and it sounds like you personally. I'm going to start so crying. <laughs> you told me you weren't going to, so you better know, grab your sleeve that uh, you promised I, me. I still bed. got my sleeve. Okay, tonight. all right. So what, what about Barbara? What about the support that she gives you uh, from Sport Clips?
1: Honestly, like set aside Sport Clips. Obviously, I met her yeah. through Sport Clips, yeah. but she has shown me immense support.
0: Mm-hmm. Is she the one, like, you call if you're ever struggling or you're having some issues? With anything. Yeah. It
1: doesn't even have to be Sport Clips. Yeah. Like, she's like a second mom
0: to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: She's an amazing woman.
0: Well, uh, she is. I mean, she's been on our podcast. She won area manager of the year not just she is funny because when i asked her why'd you win she said oh we have good numbers i was like yeah i'm sure the <laughs> numbers have to something <laughs> to do with it but really i'm looking for you to tell me like what are the intangibles On a level. yeah and i i know uh the relationships i think that's probably why she uh, she gets good numbers because she builds such strong relationships yes. and they, uh, and every team member means something to her Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's, that's why I love doing these interviews, uh, because we're, we're part of a company and sport clips. I feel like, like when it comes
1: to your employees, you guys are more than just a company and a business. It's,
0: it's personal. It's a big family. It's very
1: personal and I've never had that in a business before.
0: Yeah. And that's why I love sitting down and talking through it because Uh, I like to put a name to a face, and now a story to a face and to a company. I mean, yes. we're. I tried to do the math early I'm not good with numbers. But <laughs> Neither I like, am I. So we got 1,800 stores. Let's say we have 10 team members per store, and it, somebody I can't remember who it was was like that. We have 14 or 15. Live. Probably Erica. Yeah, I think She's it was. Really good I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, you know, but let's say that's 18,000 Sport Clippers in the U.S. and yes. Canada. And they each have their own story, like you. And I mean, and we haven't get into. You're an assistant manager, yes. Right? Is I'm that right? An so when did that happen?
1: That happened. I want to say in November. Okay.
0: So how are you liking it?
1: I love it. Okay,
0: cool. Yes. Uh, and you're on your way to one day managing a location, whether it's CA 755 soon, or. I am okay. All I'm right. Praying. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, you got. You definitely got what it's what it takes and uh and you've seen the other side and now that you're here i mean oh, it's, I, I mean seen. you've been to hell and oh. now you're yes. you're in heaven so <laughs> um so that's amazing that's why i love the survive and advance series too because every story is different and the way uh the survivors and uh recovering addicts have gotten to this place of you have a career now i mean yeah. you have a, pa- a career path that you're on yeah. uh it, you were homeless living in a car stealing cars like you said struggling with suicide um, in and out of jail and in rehab now you're out and i mean look this is this is a success story i love it uh all right so can i can i end with i you know i, I like to end with these 10 funky questions of course. all right uh there's no wrong answer you just tell me whatever first thing that pops in your head okay okay number one and by the way, we're, we're spending some time with uh, Courtney today. Uh, she's an assistant manager at CA755, and she's told us her brave story about surviving meth addiction. And now she gets to answer these 10 funky questions. Number one, uh, which superpower would you most like to have?
1: Oh, um, you really weren't lying when you said funky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say to fly.
0: All right, to fly. Well, you have driven a Corvette for two <laughs> weeks, so I think that kind of – All right, what is your personal motto?
1: One day at a time. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and a great show, One second. Yeah, Some cool. days it can be one second at good. a time. That's most good. Most days it's one day
0: at That's time. really good. Other than where you live now, where else in the world would you most like to live?
1: Most like to live. In the world.
0: you got the whole world –
1: does is money a factor no oh no okay uh-uh. um man i really don't want to be basic about it go for it <laughs> probably ireland okay oh
0: i'm going there this summer with my wife Oh, lucky yeah i'll you know i'll tag you in one of the pictures so you can okay. see it uh but no you'll get there one day uh who is a celebrity you'd most like to meet one day
1: Am I allowed to talk about religion? Of course. <laughs> so you
0: should have heard Barbara. I couldn't shut her. I no, know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But <laughs> Probably
1: no. Joyce Meyer.
0: Joyce Meyer. Yes. Oh, what a great speaker she is, too. She so is awesome. Have you ever been to one of her events? I or? have
1: not, but me and okay. my mom are planning Awesome. Cool. Something.
0: Which words or phrases do you most overuse?
1: could be i use uh could be better could be worse a lot
0: okay i was gonna say obviously because i think you said it like 30 times on this podcast Did I? yeah huh like, I'd, I'd be that. asking oh something something well obviously <laughs> so anyways uh, Oops. what sound i'm just kidding what sound or noise do you love music okay any any type any uh, rock I love country country yes. okay all right what sound or noise do you hate
1: um crinkling bags Okay. Oh, My boyfriend has a tendency to. Uh, like, make... is it a
0: nervous thing that he does? Or...
1: No, he'll huh. make popcorn. Uh huh. Like, right when I'm dozing off.
0: Oh, okay. And it's just a.
1: So he's it's just a... like reaching in the bag, yeah. like all loud. I'm just like. Yeah. All it's right. like nails on chalkboard for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> of what profession, other than your own, would you have been good at or at least have wanted to try?
1: I would say recovery.
0: Okay, like helping counsel somebody yes. through it and everything.
1: I've wanted. I've been debating whether to work in treatment, but
0: that's yes. awesome. Uh, what do you consider your greatest achievement? I, getting clean. Okay, I, I wasn't <laughs> I literally. Like, this is the same ten questions obviously. for everybody, so yeah, obviously, yeah, exactly, <laughs> obviously, getting clean, the uh, Chad. All right, uh, number ten. If heaven indeed exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: I don't even know.
0: We got, I can edit this. You can take as long as you need to think about it. You're standing there. You made it.
1: Finally, you've come to your father.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, right in the heart. Oh, that's, that's awesome. What a great, and that's true. What a great response. And that will make all the difference. So, hey, you are amazing. And your story is incredible, and we even hit the time right when we, we said we would. Really? So, I feel like yeah. I've been talking for an hour. No, you're good. <laughs> you're you're perfect, uh, literally, and so proud of you. And, jeez, I mean, you are literally one of the stories that we had to capture on the podcast because it's so amazing. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Courtney, for being on it. Thank you
1: for having me. All right, our <laughs> pleasure.
0: And we'll uh, we'll have another episode next week. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thank you.